All right. Wednesday night. You know, we're going to get used to it. You know, we're back. Uh, we already back. It's our third episode already, damn it. <laughs> but, like I said, on Sunday we talked about the Eagles and individual predictions for the teams. For me, this is my, tonight's my turn, and we're going to do league-wide top ten list. And obviously, you know, going into this season, 2020, obviously... There's no important position, not just in the NFL, but in all the sports, is the quarterback position. And tonight, we're going to do something unique for the for the viewers. We're going to have a top 10 list of the top 10 quarterbacks going into the 2020 season. And I've been thinking about this for like the last two months. And I've come up with my own version of a list. And how this is going to work is... You have to come up with your version of of the top twenty of the top of the top ten list of quarterbacks. I mean, it's it's a tough it's a tough deal, but obviously, you know your numbers and you know how how this is going to work. So, like I said, what we're going to do is we're going to start from ten to one. You give me your number ten guy, I'll give you my number ten guy. You give me my number nine guy, and I'll give you your number nine guy or something like that. All right, that works. I mean, obviously, to me, it's it's going to be interesting and should be should be good for for people to take take notice. So, like I said, like I said, you'd normally start off well. So, we're going to start off at t- number ten. Who do you have as your tenth guy in the NFL? All right. Well, let's see. You know, before we get started, there is one other thing that sort of mentioned kind of Eagles-related, but NFL-related in general is, uh, um, I don't know if you saw that, uh, Howard Mudd died. Yeah, I did, I did read that. So, yeah, so, um, he was, uh, he was one of the, he was a great offensive line coach. Look, I guess he had a motorcycle accident, uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, he was a help but, uh, for... For Peyton Manning for many years for Indianapolis over the years, obviously they were great old lines. They made Peyton Manning into the Hall of Famer. He's going to be a come very soon, as you know, in his induction year in the next year or so. But yeah, it's a shame. It is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. and you know he did coach the Eagles offensive line for the last two years of the Reed era. Obviously those years didn't work out, but. The offensive line those years worked really wasn't bad. I mean, we did have a bunch of injuries, but you know, he did do a really good job with the players that we had at the time. So, yeah, even at his worst, like those, those years weren't the greatest years of all of his career, but he did a good job himself. I thought so. Yeah, yeah, he will be missed, and obviously, he was really good. Like I say, you don't get many. You don't get many. You know, these guys don't get. The Leon Son heroes, these guys that don't ever become head coaches but become great position coaches, you know, like it says, like Jim Johnson when he passed away for the Eagles, you know, he was a great defensive mind and similar deal. And obviously, Howard Mudd's going to be well missing, it was going to be well missing this league. Yeah. But, yeah, getting past that and getting into the top 10 list, we're going to start with number 10. Um, I think uh, I think when you, we we look at our list here, the closer we get to the top, the closer and more um, 
close our, our rankings are going to get. Um, obviously, once you get out of the top, like, three or four or five, it starts to you can put a lot of these guys in different orders based upon your own personal preference. But for me, number 10, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. Um, some people might have him a little bit higher, but he's getting older. You know, he's 36 years old now. His numbers... Have, you know, his seasons haven't been as good over the last few years. His numbers haven't been as good for the most part. Um, last year, the Packers obviously won a lot of games, but, you know, they just weren't an impressive team, and I didn't really think Rodgers had a very impressive year in general. And, um, yeah, he's, he's, definitely, um, he's definitely starting to lose a little bit there. And, yeah, he's my number 10 guy now. Hmm. Well, I have him a little higher than that. I mean, yeah. I mean, he got he. It looked more from a distance that the that Green Bay carried him more than than some of the numbers that he normally did. But I do not have him that low. But I, my top my ten guy is a guy who unfortunately only appeared in two games before he suffered an elbow injury. And he's coming back is Big Ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Obviously, up to up to 2018, he was one. Of, obviously, was one of the top five rated quarterbacks in the NFL. He's probably the most one of the more underappreciated guys in the league when you think all time. Because when you think about the Hall of Fame, he's got Hall of Fame numbers. He's the greatest quarterback in Pittsburgh Steeler history, better than Terry Bradshaw by by a whole lot. You know, his, his numbers don't lie, but obviously, you know, last year he was injured in week two and didn't appear anymore. He is coming back. He has a, he, he, he's healthy again. He, he's fresh and he feels like this year he's going to, he's going to be taking his, his, his rightful place as a top 10, hell, even a top five quarterback. But obviously he's getting up there in age as well. He is 38 years old and like I said, how many more years does he have left? I mean, he could still probably play at a very decent level, and Pittsburgh isn't that far off. I mean, last year, even without him, they still finished with a 500 record, but obviously, if he's not healthy, then this team's not going anywhere. So, so I got Roethlisberger in my top 10. Ahead of some guys that may, may belong in the top 10, but they just missed the cut, so he, he made it because of his history. Yeah, there's always going to be some guys that kind of get snubbed. Um, I, I would, I'll give you a little uh, preview, but I, I snubbed Roethlisberger on my list, mainly only because he's coming off the elbow injury, or the injury and, um, you know, I don't know what to expect out of him at this point. Two years ago, he threw for over 5,000 yards, um, and yeah, if he had stayed healthy last year, I'm sure he'd be a lot higher up on my list, but coming off a major injury and being as old as he is, but me to get him in the top ten right at the moment. All right, so we go to number nine now. All right, number nine is a guy who is, who puts up elite numbers year in and year out, but he doesn't win. And even when he does make the playoffs, he tends to come up small a lot in the playoffs. But just the numbers that he puts up, and um, 
and the consistency in terms of his regular season numbers that he's put up over the years, I've got to get him in the top ten. That's Matt Ryan. Um, you know, even as he's getting older, last two years, the guy's thrown for 4,600 and 4,900 yards. Or, yeah, 4,900 and 4,600 yards the last two years. Um, and when you look at his numbers since 2012, the guy's thrown for 4,500 or more yards in all but one year. That one year due for 4,100. So, I mean, this is a guy that consistently puts up elite numbers or near elite numbers. Um, he obviously has a great receiver to throw to in Julio. Calvin Ridley's a guy with a lot of talent, but year in and year out, this guy puts up big numbers and, um, even though he's never won the big one and he, he chokes in the playoffs fairly often, um, I'm just put, I'm putting him on this on, in the top ten just based on what he does in the regular season. Well, like I said, Matt Ryan obviously is a is a quarterback that's got great numbers. He's a former MVP, but unfortunately, he is an underachiever. His teams, unfortunately, he has several seasons of losing records, and he's. Not missed a lot of games, but there's some, you know, you know he he has to be on a team that got win consistently, and that's not been his problem. You know, he's not been on teams that's won consistently in his career, and that's a big issue. But obviously, he's not my number nine guy. My number nine guy stays in the AFC, and that is Deshaun Watson. Obviously, he's got the great skill set. He can throw the ball very well. He can run the ball. He's a great scrambler. Obviously, he's done a great job in his three seasons in this league. And he's led them to AFC South championships and playoff appearances. They won a playoff game last year. I mean, you know, Deshaun, I mean, he's got a lot of work. He still has some work to do to take that next level step. Obviously, with Brady gone out of the AFC, he moves up a notch. But still, you know, with with Brady gone, that it's an open shot, you know, in that in that conference. And you know, he you know, Houston's a team that, like I said, they have a lot of work to do without DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he still has a, some talent there, you know, Will Fuller, Darren Fells, you know, but still a lot. You know he he's got a good skill level and and I just think that right there it works well for him to make you know to make good plays and everything else and I think that he's going to have another decent year. I think Houston might have more difficulties winning this division this year, but I have him as my number nine quarterback on this list. Yeah, he's uh, he's a good quarterback and. Um, yeah, we'll see where he ends up on my list. All right, we're going to go to the number eight guy. Your number eight guy. Well, the next three that I have, I mean, they're almost, they're, to me, they're pretty much interchangeable. And especially these next two, it was a tough choice on who I picked. Um, but my next guy at number eight is Dak Prescott. Um He's, he's come into this league. You know, he started off, they asked him mainly just to just to um, control the clock, not turn the ball over. They didn't ask him to do too much, but over the last couple of years, his role has advanced. His, 
it, it expanded a little bit. Um, last year, stats-wise, he had a, a, a big year, his biggest year of his career, through 4,900 yards and 30 touchdowns. But he did choke down in, back in December, and um, obviously gave away they gave away the division, and that's why he's coming in at number eight instead of number seven on this list. Is just didn't quite match the next guy, but. He's a guy that's put up some good numbers, some really good numbers since he came in the league, and he's got a lot of talent around him. So I'm expecting another big year out of him, too. That's wise, anyway. Well, like I said, you know, I, I've made a few adjustments here in the last few days on, on my list, in my head, obviously. And it, it came down to two guys. And... To me, I would have to go with what I have to know. So, you know, I could have put Matt Ryan there, but I decided I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Kirk Cousins there because you put Dak there. You know, you're you're talking about a quarterback that has a lot of talent, but has underachieved when it matters. And you got Dak in the top ten. I don't have Dak in my top ten. You know, Dak's got to do a little more and. You know, he's got to carry a team, and he hasn't done that yet in his career. So, but when I think about Kirk Cousins, he is a consistent 4,000-yard passer in this league. He has passed for 4,000 yards each of the last four, each of the last five seasons. And, obviously, Minnesota had finally broke the, the, the you know, he made the playoffs and actually won a playoff game last season. And there's just, you know, he's got a lot of weapons around him. And you know, like I said, you may not like him. You you've always you, you're not a big fan of Kurt. You know, I think he's a little bit of a goofball. But like I said, he's been very good. Every time he plays the Eagles, he's always he shows up and 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 busts his ass. So you know, your your told him being a loser is kind of overstated because of his because of his success against the Eagles. And when I think about what I see out of him, is that. You know, this year could be the year he can take another step forward or another or a step backwards. Because Minnesota is kind of a of a weird situation. They lost Stephon Diggs in the offseason. So we don't so Adam Thielen has to be that top guy. He has to be that you know, he has to be that receiver that's gonna take you know, take off. And he and we know he's capable of taking off, but obviously, you know, we'll see what happens there this season with Kurt with with Kirk, with Captain Kirk, so he's my number eight guy. Number eight is number eight. Yeah, yeah. I gotta tell you, I, I, I don't have Kirk I'm in my top ten. I, I can't put a guy that's come up so small against winning teams in the top ten. All right, lucky number seven time. Who's your seventh guy? Well, like I said, this was real close between seven and eight. And uh, I'm sticking. I'm staying in the NFC East here. I'm putting Carson Wentz at number seven, just slightly ahead of Dak. Um, and you know, I look at I look at the two players. That's why they both put up good numbers over their careers. But I look at the they they both played four seasons, and I look at these four seasons, and um, the way I'm looking at it is this: rookie years, 2016. 
the Cowboys won the division. They were also a much more talented team. Like you said, Dak was definitely, like I said, Dak, Dak definitely was not asked to carry the team. He was just asked to not turn the ball over, hit the open receiver. Um, yeah, but he had a lot of talent around him. Meanwhile, Carson Wentz came in, rookie. He was asked to be the whole franchise right off the bat. You know, he's throwing the ball to uh, Doriel Green Beckham and. I mean, his, his receivers in 2016 may have, or his supporting staff in general, it may have been worse than last year. And the guy came in and he played well. He wasn't great, you know. He had cut some stretches there where he was, he wasn't playing so well. But overall, he played really well. The Eagles went seven and nine. They were supposed to be like a, you know, five and eleven type of team. Um, so I, I put, I put their rookie years. I put them as like sort, sort of a push. Um, but then in 2017, that's when Wentz broke out. He had a huge season. Dak took a step back. Um, Wentz had so Wentz win won 2017 between the two. 2018, Wentz coming off an injury. He didn't play very well at all. We we know that. Um, Dak did play well. He took a step forward in his career, and and the Cowboys won the division. So you know, Dak won 2018. And then last year, stats-wise, Dak played, had better stats. But again, common theme, he had a lot more talent around him. Wentz had, as we know, nothing. And in December, when it mattered most, Dak crumbled while Wentz carried this team to the playoffs. So Wentz had a better year than last year. So when I look at their careers, Wentz, had, Wentz won two seasons, Dak won one, and there was a push in one. So... You know, over the course of four seasons, I say Wentz has been a better quarterback, just slightly, and he's actually been asked to really carry the team with much less talent around him. So, yeah, Wentz is number seven for me. Hmm. Well, number seven will surprise. Well, that's to me a little surprising. I would thought you would have him a little higher. I thought you would have him a little higher, but you will be surprised at my number seven guy. And, uh, like I said, Mr. Tom Brady is my number seven guy. You know? And why, okay, why is Brady number seven instead of, like, number top three or something? Well, I'll look at it like this. I mean, if if this is an all-time list, then Tom Brady's obviously near the top or at the top. But this is 2020. And Brady's not coming off of a very strong year offensively. And he's 43 years old. He's entering a very interesting age for a quarterback. You know, no quarterback over the age of 42 has ever played a full season. You know, and only four quarterbacks all time over the age of 43 has started games. So, I mean, you look at at Brady, I mean, this is a very interesting, this is going to be a very interesting season. You know, a lot. I mean, Gronk is back. You know, we heard you know, the return of Gronk. And then obviously how this offense is going to work, how Bruce Arians is going to police this this offense. You know, how much is he going to give Brady the, the, the rock or how much he's going to be calling plays. It's going to be very interesting to see. It's going to be an adjustment, uh, adjustment, you know, adjustment. And... I still think that you know at his, at, at his age Brady can still get it done because he's not like any other quarterback I've ever seen, and he's and he's and he's obviously beaten Father Time, 
But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know. Like I said, I mean, Tampa Bay's a team that has a lot on, you know, a lot going for them this year. There's a lot of expectations in your home, in your adopted hometown, you know, and we'll see what happens. But I think Brady, you know, he kind of lacks compared to to the elite players, uh, to the elite quarterbacks of today, compared to just maybe three or four years ago. So Brady's number seven on my on my book. All right, we're gonna to go to number six. So go ahead with your sixth best quarterback. Yeah, like I said, uh, for me, six, seven, and eight, they were they, they were almost interchangeable. Um, obviously, seven and eight went to Wentz and Dak. Number six for me is Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, he, he's only been in the year, league three years now. His rookie year, he was having a great season before getting injured. Um, they won the division the last two seasons. He's played really well. Um, I, I would say what gives him the slight edge over Wentz is the fact that he actually stayed healthy for the last two years and made the playoffs and played in the playoffs. And even though it wasn't a quality win last year, unlike Wentz, Deshaun actually has a win in the playoffs. So, um, obviously I got him above, I, I got Wentz above Dak, which means I, if I have Deshaun above Wentz, then he's obviously going to be above Dak as well. So, yeah, I got Deshaun Watson coming in at number six here. Well, like I said, I mean, I, I had to make a few adjustments. I mean, putting Kirk Cousins in the top ten was surprising, but he has shown me that he is He's got he's got chances to be very good at times, and he and he's been very consistent. But like I said, he still trails this guy in this division and on this list, and that is Aaron Rodgers. I put Aaron Rodgers at number six, and you know Aaron Rodgers is still obviously still one of the best core. He's obviously one of the best quarterbacks ever, like Brady. A lot of people are going to be mad why you have him lower, but. There is a lot of question to say where he would fit all time anyway because, you know, Aaron Rodgers, for all the success he has had in his career, he has a lot of flaws. He's never His team has never hosted a conference title game. He's only won one championship. There's just a lot, there's a lot, there's just a lot of things that, that he lacks and then there's a lot of things he's really good at. I mean, you know, Green Bay... You know, unfortunately, they decide that to make, you know, they decide to alienate their fan base by drafting Jordan Love in this year's draft. And that means Aaron Rodgers, like Brett Favre before him, may not be able to leave, retire in Green Bay on his terms. He's going to have to go elsewhere. And that's something Aaron Rodgers knows. He might be an injury or two away from knowing that he's going to have to play for another team. And, and like I said, like Brady, he's going to obviously have a hell of a lot of value if he does enter the free agent market. But for this year, he is here. He's still, he's still the guy. They're not going to pressure, they're not going to pressure Jordan Love unless, unless A-Rodge gets, gets hurt, which we hope he doesn't. But, but obviously, you know, we'll see what happens this year. You know, year two under Matt LaFleur. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of questions can they repeat? Can they repeat as division champs? 
can they get can they go to can they make a deep playoff run like they did a year ago? I mean, there's still a lot of question marks there, but Aaron Rodgers is still going to be a name you're going to hear about this year in the mix, and obviously, you know, continue to to put you know build on the Hall of Fame resume that he already has possessed. So, a Rodgers number six. All right, we'll go to now our top five. And we kind of know where we might be going in our top five lists. Obviously, there's names on here we haven't mentioned, but obviously, we to this point, you and I have done our top, you know, our, our ten through six, and we haven't agreed on either on any of the of the names at the same at our numbers. So, will it change now or will it remain the same? So, all right, go to your number five guy. Yeah, I don't know that we'll agree on this one. Um, when I was putting the list together, I, I tried to think of all the players that could potentially be in the top ten. And this guy was someone who I thought I would have in the top ten, but I was like, oh, I'll probably have him at about nine, ten. But then I was, as I'm putting it together, I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, well, you know, I can't put this guy above him. I can't put Wentz above him. I can't put, um, you know, Dak. I can't put Matt Ryan. And... I start going through all the different names, and I'm like, well, I can't really put any of these guys above him. So, one where I, I wasn't expecting to have him this high, but um, Drew Brees, this old man, still coming in at number five for me. Um, you know, his numbers over the last few years have gone down. Um, a lot of that is, is due to age. A lot of that is due to the fact that they're trying to pres- preserve him and um, not have him carry the team so much, take it more towards a run-based offense. But the fact is, the guy is still playing at a really high level. Um, Just last year, he obviously missed five games, only played in 11, still threw for just under 3,000 yards and 27 touchdowns in 11 games. I mean, those are huge numbers. Two years ago, he threw for just under 4,000 yards and 32 touchdowns. So, I mean, he's still putting up really good numbers. His quarterback rating the last two years have been, has been 116 last year, 115 the year before. So, yeah, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Super Bowl champion, and he's still coming in at number five for me. Yeah, like I said, he's coming up soon here on Mines. But I put, well, originally he was going to be number six, but I moved him ahead of Rodgers because it's kind of, they're kind of interchangeable. But we got to put our guy, Carson Wentz, at number five. I mean, why not? I mean, he's obviously been one of of the better quarterbacks in this league over the last couple of years. And even though in in the postseason, the Eagles have made the postseason in the last three years, but he's only played in two possessions, all two possessions. But like I said, it's all about for him. It's all about making the postseason, and not only making the postseason, it's also about actually winning in the postseason and playing. And that's his only weakness right now, because we saw how he he played. He obviously we saw how he played down the stretch. He played the best quarterback he ever played. With a bunch of guys that shouldn't that that shouldn't be playing right now in the preseason, 
you never hear their names, but he made he made you know long chairs look like elite elite seats, and like I said, I mean that's one thing he has over over um, Dak Prescott, and why I have him in this list and Dak Prescott n- not because he can take lesser talent and take them far, which Dak Prescott has yet to do in his career. And even though Dak Prescott has been more healthier than than Carson Wentz, and his numbers are are near are nearly similar, Wentz has that 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 talent, that skill level to take team to take players to the next level. Like imagine what happens if he had the talent, if he had a full season of Deshaun Jackson, you know, if he had a full season of of you know Alshon Jeffrey, you know, obviously the Eagles probably wouldn't been one and done in the postseason, they'd be a, a legit threat to the to play to play again on Super Sunday. And you know, last year he was the first Eagle to throw for over four thousand yards, and that's very important. And to me, I just think that he's going to continue to get better as long as he stays healthy, and that's his big kryptonite: staying healthy. You know, he's had the the knee injury, he's had the back injury, he had the back concussion in the playoff game. So, he could be higher on my list, but unfortunately, you know, he might be unfortunately the most disrespected player in the in the entire NFL right now. He wasn't on the NFL's players top 100 list, which is ridiculous. He's much better than a lot of these players and you put Dak Prescott in your top 50, he should be at least in your top 30. So, that's an insult, but yeah, Carson Wentz He's he, he's he's an elite guy. He's close. He's right on. He's right on the verge of being that guy. So you know. So number five goes to goes to Wentz. All right, now we're down to the final four. To the final four guys. So go ahead with your fourth guy. Well, I don't know if I can agree on this one, man. Um, but for me, I'm putting your boy Lamar Jackson here at number four. I think you're going to have him a little bit higher than me, but um, I think the guy the guy has put up huge numbers last year: 3,100 passing, 1,200 rushing, 40 total touchdowns. Um, I mean, these are numbers that these, this is what when Michael Vick was drafted is what people were expecting out of Michael Vick those types of numbers. So he had a huge year, and he's. He's obviously got the talent to potentially be the best in the league, but as of right now, it's only one year for one. And two, he's he's now 0-2 in the playoffs. So I need I need to see more out of him before I put him up into that top three, top two, number one type of range. Um, I need to see him come up big in the postseason and, win, and make a make a deep run before he even gets consideration up there. But obviously the, the stats were there last year. If he has another big year and they can make it to save the ASC championship game or later, then he'll move up further on the list. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I do have him higher. But he's not number four. That goes to Drew Brees, your, your number five guy. Like I said, Drew Brees is a future Hall of Famer. Most passing yards in the regular season of any quarterback ever. Best passer ratings ever, all time. Obviously, last year was a tough year. He was injured. 
He missed five games with a, you know, with a, forgot, finger injury or something. But obviously he came back and still played at his level. Had another great year for his standards. But unfortunately, you know, he's on a team that has underachieved, sadly, in the postseason. And they've been and they've exited in every in every round. You know, in twenty seventeen they got beaten the second round to Minnesota and a lesser quarterback. In twenty eighteen, we all remember that controversial ending with with the Rams late in the game. Cost them that NFC championship. And then last year in the fir- in the very first round they lost to the Minnesota Vikings. And that's one thing. And this could very well be it for Breeze. You know, 2020 could very well be the, 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 the final farewell for him. This could be the last season for him. And obviously, he, there, there's going to be a lot of expectations for, this, for, his, for the Saints to get to the Super Bowl. And no, nothing more, nothing less. It's Super Bowl or bust this year for that team. And Breeze is obviously going to be Breeze... And how, how much of a treat it is to, to have, you know, a top five statistical quarterback of all time in this division with you, Tom Bray, you get to play twice. You know, it's great to see two of the all-time masters of their position playing each other for the division, for the rights for the NFC South title. So it's going to be fun to watch this year to see these two, these two icons go at it. But obviously for for Breeze, this could, but like I said, this could very well be his final season. And obviously, getting to the getting to the Super Bowl, nothing more, nothing less. Anything less than a Super Bowl appearance would be a disappointment. So, but obviously, we all know that Breeze is still one of the best quarterbacks in this league still to this day. And obviously, you know, still there's three guys that I value higher. And number four, he's my number four guy. All right, now we're into the top three. And like I said, still to this moment, we neither of us have agreed on, on one at whatever number we had a quarterback. So go to your number three guy. I want to hear this one. Well, I already know we're not going to agree on this one, but... You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna praise Carson Wentz for throwing for four thousand yards, and despite having like no talent, um, I also I, I, I can't hold it against this guy. Even though he's a Hall of Famer and the greatest quarterback of all time, he, he didn't have his greatest season ever. But Tom Brady's number three. Um, I, look at look at the talent that he had around him. It's just as bad as Carson Wentz had around him. I mean, they had Julian Edelman. I mean, his top three targets, his receivers in terms of targets last year were Julian Edelman, James White, and Philip Dorsett. I mean, aside from Edelman, that's garbage. And then his, his top running back is Sony Michelle. I'd much rather have Miles Sanders. And the Eagles had a better offensive line. I mean, and really, when you look at it, Edelman, White, Dorsett, compared to Ertz, Goddard, Miles Sanders. I mean, I take I take the Eagles' top three over the, the Patriots' top three. Um, so I mean, the guy had very the guy had garbage around him, just like Wentz. Um, they they won the division. 
It wasn't his greatest year by any means, but he's still the greatest quarterback of all time. He won the Super Bowl two years ago. He still threw for over 4,000 yards last year and 24 touchdowns. Um, this year he's on a team that actually has talent and, and a coach that gets the most out of his quarterbacks. I think uh, I think it, you're going to see a return to glory for Tom Brady this year, but he's, he's still number three for me until he proves that he, until he actually has a bad year. Well, like I said, obviously I had Brady much lower at number seven. You have him at number three. You just think that the, the the offensive setup wasn't there last year, and it wasn't in New England. Yeah, they they were not very they were not very talented, and I knew that before the season began. That's why they signed Antonio Brown out of desperation, but they, but he had too much daggone baggage, and he couldn't survive forty eight hours in that franchise. So. Obviously, when he, you know, obviously once they played good teams, that defense didn't have their back as much as you would think. So, I can understand a, a, a logic from what the Patriots' offense was compared to some offenses, and it wasn't even close to a top ten last year. But to my number three, and he wears number three, and obviously he's been one of the big kryptonites to the Eagles in his entire career, is Russell Wilson. A guy like Drew Brees, going to be in the Hall of Fame, the winningest quarterback in the NFL outside of Tom Brady, the winningest in the NFC since he came into this league. And obviously, you know, last year he had a Pro Bowl season, and he had a, obviously he's going to be in the Pro Bowl every year, but he had a, he had an MVP caliber season. With a very terrible O line that's been rebuilt and re, re, reassembled re, re, in the off season, but still put up very decent numbers. And obviously, they you know had a lot of success. I mean, DK Metcalf had a great year last. Uh, had a great rookie, not great rookie season, but a decent rookie season. But he has the talent to be really good. And obviously, you know, Seattle went far, further in the post. Further in the postseason than I expected, or for you know further than they, than anybody thought. I thought they were going to be a playoff team last year, and now when looking at their roster going into this year, they damn well could win it all. But obviously, you know there's still a little bit of flaws compared to where they compared to where they were, and obviously, you know they're in a very tough division. Obviously the NFC West that's going to be very very tough this year San Francisco the Rams and Arizona will be on the come up this year they won't be as they're they're going to they're going to put up some numbers too so like I said they're in a division that's not a guarantee and obviously but I do believe that talent wise I look at Seattle at above all those three other teams so obviously for for Wilson, I think he's going to have another another tough another great year, and obviously the MVP award he's going to be once again in the running for. So Wilson's not my number three guy this year, coming into this year. So all right, we'll go to our top two, and before we get to our top our number one guy, we're going to do our honorable mention. So 
after the number two guy, you have your honorable mentions of five quarterbacks that just missed your top ten list. So, but anyway, we'll go to number two. Go ahead. Uh, well, um, we'll put it like this because I mean I think we both know who number one is going to be. Um, but for me, number two, the only reason he's not on this list is because. Mahomes uh, was won the Super Bowl last year, um, and number two is Russell Wilson. Um, if the Chiefs hadn't won the Super Bowl last year, a couple breaks go way in the Niners. I'd have I'd, I'd, I'd have Russell Wilson as my number one guy. Um, this guy's done more with less talent around him than any quarterback I can think of, aside from maybe Brady. The guy's uh, like the guy's a Hall of Famer at this point. He's, he's played great every year. He's an MVP candidate every year. Um, he, and he really he's easy in the system. Maybe his numbers aren't as good as other players. You know, maybe he doesn't put up the monster nut stats. But he's in a system that doesn't cater to the quarterback. That doesn't allow the quarterback to put up huge numbers. But this guy carries this team like nobody else does. This whole team revolves around him. Um, and game in, game out, year in, year out, this guy always come, comes up big. And he comes through for this team constantly. And um, really when you look at it, there's two players in the history of the NFL that have a 6% or better passing touchdown rate, which means they throw a touchdown on 6% of their passes or better or more, and one of them is Drew Brees, who's going on 20 years in the league. He's, he's done it six times. Actually, sorry, I should say, there's two quarterbacks in the league that have had that passer rate, that 6% passing touchdown rate, six times or six times in the NFL. No one's done it more than six times. Drew Brees is going on 20 years. He's done it six times. Russell Wilson has been in the league eight years, and he's done it six of his eight years where he's thrown a touchdown pass on 6% of his passes or better. So, I mean, he, he, doesn't get as, he doesn't get nearly as many passing attempts as other quarterbacks in the league, but he still comes through. He still puts up 30-plus touchdown passes almost every year. He still carries his team, and, um, yeah, like I said, if um, if it hadn't been for the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, I would have had him as my number one. But obviously, you know who's number one is going to end up being for both of us. Yeah. Like I said, obviously you already mentioned Lamar Jackson, and he's my number two. And just because, even though, like I said, if he w- if the Baltimore Ravens did not screw up in that playoff game against Tennessee they probably would have won it all. And obviously, you know, he had a great year last year. One of the best years for a dual-threat quarterback ever in the NFL. Like I said, he he threw for the most touchdowns. He rushed for 1,200 yards, which is a record for a quarterback. Obviously, you know, there was a lot of games. He just, you know, the games were over by the fourth quarter. Like I said, Ravens' run run offense is... It's so scary. Like I said, I mentioned last season, you know, we had guy, you know, we had Tim Tebow and Chip Kelly in this league trying to do the same things that the Ravens were able to orchestrate better than what they ever envisioned themselves doing. And 
Obviously, the only reason why he's not number one is because of the postseason. I mean, if you look at the Ravens, Joe Flacco might not be the greatest quarterback ever, and he isn't, but they won on the road. He won on the road. And he's been in this league, this, you know, he's entering his third season, and he's had two home games, and he's lost two home games. That's not acceptable. And last year was unacceptable to lose to Tennessee because there was, no, there was not a higher team in football than Baltimore going into the postseason. And, you know, I just think that this year they're going to be even more dangerous. I mean, Colin Calvert has him has Baltimore not even losing a single game. They could be like the 2007 Patriots threaten, threatening a potential perfect season. They're not going to go 16-0. I know that. I know that very well. They're going to win a lot of games. They're going to be just as good as last year. I mean, I can't say they'll be better. I mean, last year was they were 14-2. and And obviously, that's as good as you can get in this league if you really do want to be a perfect team. So I think that this year it's going to be interesting. Like I said, obviously we both uh, obviously we both agree on who's going to be number one on this list. But to me, there's a there's still some. I mean, there's not a lot of work to do on his on his work. I mean, to me, he has to throw a, more of a deeper ball. But there's not much he can do. It's just that when it comes to the postseason, he has to show up. Because if he doesn't show up. They're not going to do anything, and that's been prevalent, especially last year. I'll I'll let the rookie year go, but last year was unacceptable for what they did in the regular season. It was unbelievable, and 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 we've seen regular season teams choke in the postseason. So, hopefully, this year, Lamar Jackson can finish the job since he already won MVP and and had the year that he had. Can he put? Super Bowl champion on his mantelpiece come February. All right, before we get to our number one, give you your five guys that didn't make your list as honorable mentions. All right, you want me to just name them like it doesn't matter what order. I mean, you can if you want to go from fifteen to eleven, that's up to you. But you can do what you you know do do it as quickly as we can. You know, go ahead. Anyway, but I got him at 13. Number 12, 
Matt Stafford, another guy that puts up big numbers but doesn't win many games. But the guy consistently, the guy consistently puts up big numbers. So I'll put it on that list. And then number 11, just coming, just missing the top 10. Again, like I said, if he hadn't gotten injured last year, he, he, I'm sure he would have made the top 10. But uh, Ben Roethlisberger, two-time Super Bowl champion, threw for 5,000 over 5,000 yards two years ago. Um, the guy has been consistently really, really good, borderline elite for many years, for most of his career. And again, he's won two Super Bowls, so he's number 11. All right, my top, my top, fifteen to eleven. It's kind of complicated, you know. It's a little, you know, it's hard to put this list together. But I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do the best I can with my list here. You know, it's gonna be a little, you know. And it starts with Jared Goff at number fifteen. I mean, like I say, he played in the Super Bowl in 2018. He's still a decent quarterback, but. Like I say, so hot and cold last year, you don't know what to expect. And, you know, from week to week, and inconsistency is not your friend as a quarterback. You got you to gotta show up every week. And if you don't show up every week, you know, you're not going to win. And to me, you know, he probably would have been on the top ten list last year if we did this list last year. But, like I said, last year was just a, was a struggle for the Rams, and he, he played a role in it. So number fifteen is is uh you know there. Number fourteen is Kyle Allen. I mean the Bills obviously took a step up last year. They had a solid year. They're going to be a threat in the AFC. They're going to be a sleeper a sleeper team in the AFC this year. They obviously surpassed the Patriots with Brady gone, and obviously you know you know you gotta give. Yeah, I give you know Allen a, a little chance to prove himself that you know this year. Did I say Kyle Allen? I didn't say Kyle Allen, did I? Okay. I didn't say Kyle Allen, did I? I hope I didn't say Kyle Allen. I'm trying to remember his name. The guy from the Bills. Ah, uh, guy. How the hell I forgot his first name? Josh Allen. Josh Allen, not Kyle Allen. The hell, he ain't on my list. Josh Allen, but Josh Allen, he he's got a good skill set. He's he's got he's got to work on his arm game, throw a deeper ball. He's got Stephon Diggs now, so he has a legit number one receiver, and that's going to help in in big games. And I think Buffalo's going to going to win the AFC East and and threaten Kansas City and Baltimore this year. So, I have him at number 14. Number 13 I have is Matt Ryan. I still think he's an elite quarterback or has the talent to be an elite quarterback. But, like I said, his weakness is he's been on a lot of bad teams. And Atlanta has not had a winning record in the, in the last two years. And that's unacceptable. You're an elite quarterback. You need to win games. You got to prove yourself. You know? If you want to be known as as one of the best in the business, your team has to show up. And you know, like I say, he's had years where he's had a lot of good years, but he's had a lot of years where he puts up great numbers and the team is horrible. So, you know, Matt Ryan is a top ten capable quarterback in this league. You have him in your top ten. I 
I want to, but I just think that he needs more. He needs to. Ha- his team needs to be there. His team needs to be there. He and Julio Jones are too talented to have their teams go seven and nine every year. Number twelve is Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, Garoppolo had a great year last year, or the 49ers had a great year. They won the NFC. They obviously had solid defense. They had a dominant run game. But the problem is, we're talking about a quarterback that played it safe more more often than not. A game manager. And I know Garoppolo, he was a Tom Brady understudy for several years in New England. He has talent to, to 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 win games on his own and do and do well, and the 49ers invested a hell of a lot of money in in him. Obviously, he's you know he, he there was a rumor that they were interested in Brady in the offseason, but he decided to go to, to your neck of the woods, so he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. But if he's going to be that quarterback that can be in the in the echelon, the top echelon of the league, he has to show me a lot more because. He basically was along for the ride than a guy that put up great numbers and contest and contested last year. You know, there's a reason why there's 11 quarterbacks better than him on my list. And number 11, like I said, you have him in your top 10. I have him just outside my top 10, and that's Dak Prescott. I know Prescott's got a lot of talent, but he's in a he's in a losing situation where I just don't see how he's going to be successful in Dallas. I mean, this offseason couldn't have gone any worse for them from from not signing him to a contract, and then, and then Mahomes gets that big deal, and it completely destroys every all the momentum the Cowboys thought they were going to get with him. Even though there was rumors that he had deals, he's just not worth He's just not worth $30 million a year. He's just not. He's not. He need, He's maybe 20 but not 30 and he's wor- and he's playing on a $31 million tag, which is a joke. So, to me, obviously, he and, and Wentz continue to fight for the for the for the NFC for the for the for the right to the NFC East over the last several years since they both came into this league. They've traded the NFC East each every year since they came into this league. You would think that this year would be their turn, but we'll see what happens. He got CD Lamb, but like I said, still a lot of questions, especially on the defense for Dallas and what is Mike McCarthy? Is he the court? Is he the head coach that he was with Aaron Rodgers? Or is he the head coach of the last couple of years when they fell off? So, a lot will tell for him and the Cowboys this year. All right. We've done what we had to say with everybody up there. Now we've reached number one. So, go ahead. We know who it is. Tell me what you think. Yeah, man. Well, um, like I said, he's number one because he won the Super Bowl. That Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, he's been in the league really as a starter two years now. Both years he's put up crazy numbers. Um, he's got an MVP award. He's got a Super Bowl ring. He's got a Super Bowl MVP award. In two years he's done all that. Um, you know, he's got to be number one as it stands right now. But, yeah, like I said, man, I mean, he also... He does have the best, by far the best surrounding talent of any player in this league, and he plays in an offense that does 
um, you know, it does it does amplify quarterback numbers. But you know, the guy the guy has done everything that you could you could hope for. We're at for a quarterback. And he won the Super Bowl. He's tough. He can't. You look at the playoffs last year. Um, he came up huge in the fourth quarter in all three games. He, you know, he's super clutch. And um, and yes, yeah, that's right now. It's a no-brainer. He's number one this year. Yep. We fi- we finally agreed on our on our list. Why not? I mean, the guy's ridiculous, and you know he had a great first year. He won MVP. He threw for fifty touchdowns this year. Last year he he didn't have the, the, some of the numbers. He missed a couple of games due to an injury. But obviously he he was a very clutch quarterback when it mattered. In all the in all the playoff games, all three postseason games, he. His team trailed by double digits. Against Houston, they were down 24 nothing, And he came storming back and took the lead before the half was over. And obviously, they beat Tennessee. They weren't as they weren't as afraid of them. And then in the Super Bowl, they beat San Francisco when San Francisco controlled the def- controlled him for three quarters. I mean, obviously, he deserves to be number one. And obviously, I think he's going to have Another strong year this year. He is the guy that everybody's check, you know, waiting on, and you know everybody's gonna be watching, and everybody's gonna be watching how their games adjust to him. And it'll be interesting to see, you know. He's obviously given Andy Reid another four or five years in this in this league because Andy Reid's been in this league a long time. He's groomed a lot of great quarterbacks, and now he's got maybe the best quarterback he's ever coached in his career. And obviously, they're a team that's going to going to be there again this year. They're going to win the West. They're obviously going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of contenders like Houston, like Baltimore, like Buffalo, and a few others. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. But to me, we all do what we got to do and, and watch out. <laughs> all right, that's all we have for this episode. We'll be back on Sunday. You'll have something for me to look into. And like I said, that's all I have for this night. Enjoy. Have a good night, folks. <laughs>